Are you seeking more energy, inspiration, wisdom? If so, you're not alone. Each episode is a glimpse into the live discussions we're creating at TogetherWeSeek.online. I'm JJ Geronimo, a lightworker and curious soul, interviewing some amazing practitioners and lightworkers to explore inspiration and ancient wisdom with the goal of illuminating our knowing, brightening our path, and further manifesting our work. Hello, hello. I am so honored to have so many of you with us. This has been such an exciting month. There's so many amazing women in my network that I love to interview because I feel like so many of us are working to raise the frequency of the planet. And Kathy Batista is no different. She has an amazing practice and business that is based on three pillars where she's really helping women figure out what's next for them. And as many of us have recently experienced, and some of us are on the other side, and some might be approaching this, is this midlife, this midlife energy that occupies so many of us, yet so many of us sit there alone and not knowing what to do. So Kathy, why why do you think so many women are asking, is this it? Is there more? What else should I be doing? Yeah, I... Fine. Well, first of all, I definitely ask myself that question, and that is why I do what I do today. But I've found through working with my clients and through just meeting people, whether it's in person or on the internet, online, it is this sense of wanting more. But we've never really been guided to step out of roles that we've pushed ourselves into. The first half of our life, like let's just say adolescence and childhood, there's constant change. I mean, you know, you're moving from elementary to middle to high school, and then you're either going into the workforce or going to college, and then that's a few years, right? But then we have this chunk of time right before midlife where it seems a lot of women are either doing the mom thing or they're in a career and they're focused and they want to do the best that they can in that career and and on that trajectory. So there's a good chunk of time that we're spending sort of doing one thing. And then we lose that natural sense of like, all right, let's change, let's grow. I mean, that's what it's about. So I think women get to this point where it's like, oh my God, I haven't shifted, I haven't changed, I haven't grown in so long please tell me this isn't it, right? Like, please tell me at 40, I have another 40, 50 years and this is it. Mm, I love that because as you know, I wrote about this in the back of my book too, Seeking. I write, if you're asking yourself, is this all there is or now what, or is there more, then you are ready to embark on the next step of your self-discovery. So I'm with you. I think so many of us do what we think we should do for the first 40 years. And once we get all of that kind of going, we're looking at ourselves being like, okay, now what? Like, now yeah. what? And I feel like it's kind of an interesting intersection because it's at the time where your body starts to change, where you may be going through some midlife activities. You might lose your parents. Maybe something happens to a good friend. And Inevitably, many of us feel like alone, misunderstood, and misaligned. Would you agree with that? I definitely agree with that. I think that what I found is, again, this same story of for the first 40 years of our life, 
We're having people really tell us what's next, actually celebrating us on each phase of our life, right? I mean, think about graduation or a new job or a marriage or children or fur babies, whatever. People get excited for you. And then there's this lull where we're kind of trying, we're treading water going, okay, is there anybody out here to like, encourage me on to help me to the to that next step to what is next and it is this whirlwind around us like you said we either you know are getting itchy and feeling like we want to move out of our career or start something new or our kids are going off to college or our parents are are getting older and then our attention to them changes right and so we're trying to navigate all the external things coming at us but still holding on to that that lifeline of identity. And we've almost said, what is that lifeline? So it's like we're slipping on both ends. It's, it's a lot at once. And to have the support to get to that answer of what's next is so paramount. Yes, I agree. I agree. Because it's almost like you just can't get out of your own way. And and if you probably know, and you talk a little bit about this is like those limiting beliefs. Oh, like, yeah. I haven't been in the workforce for X amount of years, or could I start that business? Or who's going to take me seriously? Or, you know, I have no formal training. Exactly. All of those things. And the the funny, but not funny thing about limiting beliefs are, it's that somebody, it was put in to us. These weren't organic beliefs that we thought of on our own that we had inside of us and we held dear and they were divinely guided. It was something somebody said intentionally or, or unintentionally, right? I mean, I think back to my second grade teacher who was like, all you really want to do is organize your pencils. When are you going to pay attention? <laughs> and instead of, you know, and then I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't, in my whole life, I'm like, I can't pay attention. I can't, it, when... In fact, I could, and I was, I just really liked the look of my organized pencil drawer, right? So, but holding on to that belief for over 40 years limited me in what I allowed myself to achieve because I felt I couldn't maintain attention long enough to do something or to apply myself, right? So when we think about these limiting beliefs, we really want to acknowledge that they were installed. They weren't part of our, you know, factory reset, if you will, if to go with the installation of them. And so it's, it's, upsetting and discouraging sometimes. But then when we realize that they were put there, we realize we have the tools and capacity to take them out and replace them with liberating and encouraging beliefs and beliefs that support what you want to do and where you want to go. Yeah, I agree. And I think I'd even take it a little further that I think it's a good test for us when we have these limiting beliefs that are submitted into our conscious at an early age like are we strong enough do we believe enough in what we want to do to push through those and so I think it's almost like a test I could definitely see where you're coming from, but I don't like the idea of pushing through anything, right? I like mm. more of a, an allowance, uh, you know, releasing that resistance to it. But it is 
a test in the sense of once we get to the other side and we have installed the belief that we want and we're living the belief we want, it's, it is like that test where you get an A and you feel good and you're like, I knew I could do it. I, I knew I could do it. I believed in myself. So I totally get that. I it, get you too. And I don't push through anything either. I have to release it. And so I picked the wrong word, but I totally agree with you. It's like, you have to find the source and let it go, like yeah. almost work around it, release it, ground it. And that's actually how I use and why I work with a lot of energy practitioners, because there is stuff embedded in me so deeply from second grade and maybe even four years old and the first, my first date and my seventh boyfriend that told me so-and-so that I have carried with me for so long that I didn't even know I was carrying until I met with so many different Reiki teachers and energy teachers that helped me really get clarity on what I was holding on to and what I, what was available to release. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. And it's awesome to share it like you're doing and to share your experience because then it gives it gives women hope that, you know what, maybe I'm feeling this way because, like you said, of something that happened years and years ago and that you were able to reach out to people like you and Reiki practitioners and energy healers and and move through and get to a point where we can really take hold of who we want to be because this point in our lives, this, this midlife, this midpoint, there's so much less, excuse me, there's so much, well, there is so much less resistance and there's so much more time and that we actually can take all of this experience that we've had up until this point and marry it to the time that we have and create our life, create our dreams, live, right? I love that. I love that. And that's sort of why I have this podcast is because I want people to realize that there's a lot of resources available to them. So if you're asking yourself, like, what now? Why is this happening to me? You know, am I really stuck? Like this, we should leverage each other. And a lot of, obviously, I interview a lot of women, but a lot of us can depend on each other in ways we've never thought of. And I think a lot of society wants us to believe that some of this mysticism and tarot and Reiki and past life regression, whatever it is for you is so voodoo. But in reality, I think it really awakens our inner knowing and helps Mm -hmm. us align with our soul's work. Yeah. Yeah. I I honestly believe a lot of it is actually more concrete and scientific than people let on. You know what I mean? Like they think it's it's way out there. Right. And there's nothing supporting it. And, but there's tons of research coming out that, you know, I mean, I think it's actually, it might even be where you are in Ohio. There's a hospital that part of their surgical protocol is Reiki and it's scientifically proven. And we have knowledge of, you know, our, um, frequencies, our vibrations, and to work with those. So I, I'm so excited that it is, becoming more, you know, mainstream and that people have this awareness and ability to use their body and their mind and their soul to create the life that they want. And yeah, it's amazing. And I agree. It's, it's high time people and, and women, especially like you and I, we, you know, do things like this. You're hosting this amazing podcast to reach your listeners, to show them a different way that it's possible. Mm, yes, yes. And 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 so I want to dive a little bit into you because, you know, I don't know many people that wake up one day and be like, okay, I'm going to be a mindset mood midlife coach. 
So, you know, did you get a whisper? Did something happen? So what kind of opened this path up for you? Yeah. So I could leave it at, I simply was working with a coach and said, I could do this. And I started, but it wouldn't really serve anybody if I didn't get into why I was working with a coach. And for me, this goes along the lines of, I love that perimetopausal symptoms are coming to light. So when I was about 36, I just started having all of these different physical and emotional changes that I could not connect the dots in my understanding of my world at that point in time. I had depression and anxiety that seemed to come out of nowhere. I felt irritable. I mean, and then, you know, my periods were a mess. And I had this overwhelming sense that I was unhappy and disappointed and frustrated in my life but I didn't know why. So I thought there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have anybody to say, do you feel like that? Or have you felt like that? Right? It wasn't a conversation over 10 years ago. It just wasn't a conversation around all of these things. And so I knew I needed help. And so what I did, and not really great, right? I drank to escape everything. I drank too much and all the time. I ate too much and all the time. I shopped like crazy for all the time. My husband had this joke back then. And now we laugh even more because it's really not a joke. He used to call our dining room shipping and receiving because I was just on my phone ordering stuff. Don't even know what I'm ordering. It comes in. I don't want that. I send it back out. And I was just shoving anything into this hole that I felt unhappy. And then like anybody, like I'm sure your listeners today, like when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, you finally do something about it. And so it was at that point, I was like, this can't just be like the question, is this it? Is this what the rest of my life is going to be like trying to self-soothe and feeling like, you know, a, a, square peg in a round hole. And so I sought different types of, like we're talking about, energy healers and and Reiki practitioners and coaches. And I came through the other side and it was like my dark night of the soul. I was able to then look at my soul and recreate myself into who I wanted to be and what I think I was supposed to be all along. And had I not had those emotional and hormonal and chemical changes take place around that time, it wouldn't have led me to this realization. And yeah, it was with a coach and I was working with her well over a year. And I just said, oh my gosh, I could totally do this. And I could help women that are on that same path. And isn't that what it's about, right? Service is to say, we it's linear, you know, no one's above anybody else, but it's just at different points. And I could turn around and say, Hey, yeah, I've been there. Let me help you get over this hump. Let me help you answer that question of what's next, or is this it? And the great thing is, is I work with coaches that are further down the path than me and I'm still learning. And so I love it. I love that Kathy, because it gives great clarity to people that 
you know, you don't just need a coach when you're changing a job or leaving a marriage. Like sometimes you need, you do need a coach. I have coaches. I have a spiritual coach. I have a business coach and it is for me, it just keeps me accountable. And it also gives me insight to kind of other things that people are doing because coaches talk to so many people. They can give you examples without names and And through this, you developed your own pillars, which I love because I think so many people overlook so much of sort of what's happening on the inside. And I think for many of us, I was looking at your pillars a couple of weeks ago and I was back at it this morning, but I love the fact that you kind of hit it head on. Do you want to talk a little bit about the methodology you've created to help kind of get on the inside? Yeah, definitely. Um, so the three pillar approach that I created is really an uh, a testament to how I moved through my how I actually move through everything now. So it is mood, mindset, and mindfulness. And for me, it really encompasses is our mind, body, and soul. And mood is I needed an M word to describe. <laughs> somatic work and nervous system regulation. And it really does affect our mood. So I work with clients within that realm of, all right, let's get our body settled. And actually for me, I started with, and and why I've developed the three pillars in the way I have is because I started with mindset and then I went to mindfulness and then I went to mood and I was like, wait, that was the wrong order. You need to go mood first. You need to make sure your body is in a place of receiving. When we are on this heightened, heightened state of fight or flight 24 seven, no matter what somebody teaches you about your mindset, no matter what somebody shows you for mindfulness, you're, you may cognitively understand it, but your body cannot physically adapt and apply the knowledge because you're just so on, right? So we work on that first. And then we go to our soul, which is our mindfulness. And for me, mindfulness means really cultivating that connection with your inner voice, your intuition. And so we take that time because now that our body is calm and ready to receive, we wanna know what we're gonna receive. So we tap into our intuition through mindfulness. And then we work on thought coaching, which is the mindset portion of it. Because now that our body and our soul is on board, our mind is where we really then start to create habits and create our identity and move forward. So it's this three-step looking at a person holistically to create their desired life, to create an outcome, to create the identity that they know is in there and they want to live. So I I just love it and I love sharing it with women. And it's something that I continue to practice daily. And I have to say, we don't always like start, like some women come to me and their nervous system regulation practices are, are spot on and they just want to go straight to mindset because they know in their soul what they're looking for. So it's not always like we go one, two, three, but these are the pillars and the tools that we draw from. Yeah. That get you out of that external seeking that you talked about earlier. And honestly, I went on a similar path in 2016. I ended up at a therapist who sent me to mindfulness training. And even though I was so incredibly resistant, I did end up going through the eight week course. And it was honestly the, cornerstone of the work that I do today, because if I never had the ability 
to be present. I would miss all the synchronicities. I'd miss the whispers. And I definitely would miss the downloads and opportunities of things that are happening now. And it just is such a big piece. And my girlfriend, my dear friend, Angela, you know, she focuses so much on the nervous system because so many women are so overcommitted, maybe not in task, but in their mental state too. And that nervous system piece is still, I think, uh, just undiscovered or unknown to so many people. So it's yeah. just great that you have all these. And then I love, 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 like the thought, the thought, like, what are you thinking about on a regular basis? And are you enlightening your path? And I just love your whole approach. I love your story. And we'll obviously include all the links to you to get in touch with you. But what's on the horizon for you? Yeah, so I am developing some courses for Mindfulness Made Easy. Um, One of the things with the mood teaching that I do is this direct correlation with our hormones, right? So we're working on doing a workshop on sleep because sleep is a huge thing. And if we're tired or we're, we're feeling insomnia or we're getting unrestful sleep, it impacts everything. And I just love doing my one-on-one coaching. So that will always be on my horizon. But I'm curious though, if anybody listening or yourself, I have a quiz on my website that will actually let you know maybe where you want to start on your journey, whether it's mood, mindset, or mindfulness. And then once the quiz is completed, one of my personal um, beliefs is that everybody has their own wisdom in them. So my quiz isn't going to tell you exactly what you need. So I give you the freebies to all three answers. So there's tons of good stuff for you to decide what, what and where you want to start with. Mm, that is so fantastic. And last year I hosted a retreat thriving over 40 with a friend of mine, Lisa, who's a menopause doula. And I'm just sitting here thinking we need to marry that and maybe pull that back through for this spring and, um, and bring you into the mix because I feel like it would be really magical to have you in person and really give women the opportunity to think about the pillars in conjunction with going through these transitions. So it's very exciting. Oh, well now, thank you, JJ. I have something else on my horizon. <laughs> so that sounds wonderful. I would love to and you know talk about that more. It sounds amazing. Mm, well, good. We will do that. And for everybody listening, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for exploring all the energy practitioners, coaches, and friends that I have in my network. And we'll see you here next time. And that's a wrap. See you again here and over at togetherweseek.online where you can join live discussions with energy practitioners, healers, and spiritual leaders. See you there.